No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we go back in time to the fourth year of King Jehoiakim's reign, where Jeremiah prophesies 70 years of captivity in Babylon because the people have refused to listen. But afterwards, God will punish the Babylonians. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 25 on Simply the Bible. For over 20 years, the prophet Jeremiah had been warning the people of Judah to turn from their evil ways, but they had paid no attention to him. And now Jeremiah revealed to them just how long their disobedience would mean that they would be away from their homeland. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 25. The word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, which was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, which Jeremiah the prophet spoke to all the people of Judah and to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now, this passage is dated in 605 BC, and as we have pointed out earlier, the book of Jeremiah is not in chronological order. I can't even say for sure it's in topical order. I don't even know what the order is. <laughs> and people have tried to put it in some kind of an order, but I just end up saying, you know, God gave it to us this way for a reason. But we do know that this would have been the first year of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And it was also the year of the first deportation of Jews including Daniel and his three friends. From the 13th year of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, even to this day, this is the 23rd year in which the word of the Lord has come to me. And I have spoken to you, rising early and speaking, but you have not listened. And the Lord has sent to you all his servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them, but you have not listened, nor inclined your ear to hear. They said, Repent now, every one of his evil way and his evil doings, and dwell in the land that the Lord has given to you and your fathers forever and ever. Do not go after other gods to serve them and worship them, and do not provoke me to anger with the works of your hands, and I will not harm you. Yet, you have not listened to me, says the Lord, that you might provoke me to anger with the works of your hands to your own hurt. Now, Jeremiah was called into prophetic service in 626 BC and continued to minister after the fall of Jerusalem, which was in 586 BC, a period of over 40 years. He prophesied for almost 20 years under King Josiah, the last good king of Judah, followed by three months under his son Jehoahaz, and then three years under Jehoiakim. Therefore, this was about the midpoint of Jeremiah's career. For over two decades, Jeremiah had been preaching to them to turn from their disobedience to the Lord's covenant and from their worship of idols. But the people refused to listen. If they would have repented and worshiped the Lord only, then they could have remained in the land forever. But because they would not repent, God would 
drive them out of the land that he had promised to give to them. But he had also promised on Mount Sinai when he gave them the law that he would drive them out if they disobeyed him. We love God's promises of blessings to the faithful, but we must also remember that he is faithful to bring his promised curses to the disobedient. Because they had provoked the Lord to anger, he would now remove them from the land of milk and honey. This would occur in three deportations, 605, 597, and 586 B.C. Therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, because you have not heard my words, behold, I will send and take all the families of the north, says the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and will bring them against this land, against its inhabitants, and against these nations all around, and will utterly destroy them and make them an astonishment, a hissing, and perpetual desolations." Moreover, I will take from them the voice of mirth and the voice of gladness, the voice of bridegroom and the voice of the bride, the sound of the millstones and the light of the lamp. Because the nation would not listen to God's prophetic servants, they would now be forced to pay heed to a different kind of servant. Nebuchadnezzar did not know the Lord, at least not at first. Nevertheless, God is sovereign over the nations of men and gives them to whomever he chooses. In fact, he says he puts over them the least of men. He uses people who do not even know him to accomplish his will. This is good for us to remember when we look around and we see what the political landscape looks like. We may not like who's in office, but we must realize that God has placed them there, whether we like it or not. Nebuchadnezzar would expand the Babylonian Empire and conquer Judah and the surrounding nations, including Egypt and Tyre. Nebuchadnezzar would be God's instrument to bring judgment upon all of these nations. How tragic that God would remove the voice of gladness, the voice of bridegroom and bride, and the sound of millstones, so that joy and commerce would cease in the land. We don't always recognize that our economic prosperity and joy are tied to obedience to God. And if we disobey God, then he can easily take these things away from us. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And that is why it is so important that We as a nation trust in the Lord. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach and a depression to any people. And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. So the area of Judah would be a desolation. God would just obliterate it. Actually, Nebuchadnezzar would completely destroy Jerusalem. And it would be an astonishment to the surrounding peoples as they would say, wait a minute, I thought this was God's special people and his temple, and yet look at what has happened. It is completely destroyed. But this would happen so that everybody would know that God had done it, and then the people would serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. Now, this is the first time Jeremiah reveals the secret that they would be captives in Babylon for 70 years. Why this amount of time? 
Well, first, this would be a time when God was disciplining his people. Their idolatry was so ingrained in them that it would take quite some time, seven decades, for them to be broken from it. But when they would return from Babylon, they would no longer turn to idols and worship them. Second, we are told in 2 Chronicles 36 that the 70 years of captivity were to give the land its rest. You see, God had commanded them to work their land for six years, and then every seventh year they were to give the land a Sabbath rest. But for 490 years, they completely ignored this commandment. Therefore, God himself would give the land its 70 Sabbath years that the people had neglected to give it. Then it will come to pass, when 70 years are completed, that I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation, the land of the Chaldeans, for their iniquity, says the Lord. And I will make it a perpetual desolation. So I will bring on that land all my words which I have pronounced against it, all that is written in this book, which Jeremiah has prophesied concerning all the nations. For many nations and great kings shall be served by them also, and I will repay them according to their deeds and according to the works of their own hands. So even though God would use King Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians as his instrument, he would then turn and judge them for their own disobedience. And he would make Babylon a perpetual desolation. Moreover, the Babylonians would serve other nations as they had had nations serving them. Now they would be the slaves to other nations. We know that it would be the Medes and the Persians that would conquer Babylon. And it would be King Cyrus of Persia who would then issue the edict by which the Babylonian captives from Judah could return to their homeland. All of this just emphasizes the fact that there is the spiritual law of sowing and reaping. And we don't always consider that, but it's absolutely true. Whatever we sow, we will reap. Galatians 6, 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. We cannot mock God because we cannot get away with anything that he doesn't know about. He knows everything and everything is laid bare before him and he is just. So he returns upon our own head that which we have done, whether good or evil. And that is why it is so important for us to make the effort to sow not to our flesh to please ourselves and to do evil, but rather to sow to the Spirit to seek to please God, to obey His commandments. Listen, if we refuse to heed God's word, then it will be to our own harm. But if we listen to God, if we do what He says, if we trust Him and live out the life that He's given us according to His word, then He will bless. And that's just the way it is. We reap what we sow. And that can be in the positive or it can be in the negative as we see with the kingdom of Judah and then later the kingdom of Babylon. May God help us to heed his word so that he may visit us for our good and not for our harm. Let's close in prayer. 
Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you that you are faithful to it. And Lord, you are more than fair, more than just. In fact, God, you give us not according to what our deeds deserve, but Father, you have been so gracious, so merciful, so forgiving, so patient with us. Lord, you were so patient with your people. It was only after hundreds of years of them refusing to listen to your prophets that you finally brought them into captivity. Father, I pray that for our nation, that we would take heed, that we as your people, that we might humble ourselves, turn from our sins, seek your face, and Lord, in turn, that you may heal our land. God, make it so, because Father, our land needs it. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will see where God gives Jeremiah a message of judgment on the nations. The Lord will roar from on high and disaster shall go forth. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Jeremiah on Simply the Bible.